as to swimming with bow-legged women. Hey everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Movies with Cash and Hightower. What up, peeps? It's Cash. And this is Hightower. Cash, how you doing? I'm doing great. We're celebrating 90 movie episodes. Episode 90, yeah, right. Covering covering movies. We're well over 100 with bonus. We have thousands. Yeah, we have thousands of episodes. It's a deep roster. If you count the bonus but stuff. 90 episodes today. Here we are. This is exciting. Special day. Goodness gracious, but I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to talk movies here, excited to talk number 90, and obviously it's a big one. It's good to have you. But, yeah, man, how about you? How, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, you look it's well. A, it's been a crazy week. You look healthy. So this was actually, I was like really looking forward to this, talking, meeting with friends and talking about movies. <laughs> it's a nice distraction. It's been a crazy week. Absolutely. So, What are we talking about, though? We are talking about Steven Spielberg's 1975 film, Jaws. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a bigger boat. You may have heard of it. Doom, doom. Yeah, isn't that crazy? 70, 1975. I know. It's going on 50 years old. It's very close. I was ta- I was, it's unbelievable. I was talking with my wife about it. I was like, it's pretty intense. It's still like, and you mentioned it last Super week. Like, intense. it's scary, but it's an intense movie for almost it's, 50 years old still. It is incredible. Like, it, like they can never take that away. No. Even if you freeze frame the shark, it's still like the suspense. Oh, yeah. And the un before you even see the shark, the un like it's man, they do a great job. I will I even if you freeze frame it, like yeah, the shark you you can tell it's fake in mm-hmm. some spots, but even so like it's still a very, oh, very yeah. well done shark. And especially for nineteen seventy five yes. and the budget that they yes. had. Yeah, it's still terrifying to look at. Absolutely. Okay. We don't wanna we don't wanna put all of our cards out on the table. Correct. But obviously. we will be watching with a critical eye. Yes, of course. I have several nitpicks. I have one that I'm going to blow this movie right out of the water oh. from the start. Are you going to say, smile, you son of a... I'm not. Before you do that? I'm not. <laughs> but I will ruin the entire movie before we even get started. Great. Fair warning. All right, before we do that... Yes. Let's jump into some housekeeping. Let's do it to it. Housekeeping! Um, housekeeping. So mine only this week, the only thing I've got, pretty boring. Uh, please, whatever you do... Please. We're begging you at this point. Please. Uh, social media. Um, we put we put out posts. We put out stuff all the time. Um, little, you know, comments here and there. But feel free to hit us up on the socials. Movies with Cash and Hightower. We're on the Facebook and the Instagram. And Hightower at gmail.com. They're always open for business. Always That's open. what we're begging them for? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. What do you want? You want me to I didn't know what you I didn't know where you were going. I thought you were like, send us money. Yeah, but send us money. It's, it's pretty rough right now. Uh, things are pretty, pretty, pretty no, we're, we're doing okay. Uh, but seriously, though. Send us an email. I will always try and comment. Or respond to our posts. Yes, of course. Or write Cash us does a great job of putting those Facebook and oh, Instagram you. posts out there. So Thank you. And I do see people every now and then getting on there and jumping on. So Yeah. We're always welcome. I will never shoot you down. That's right. That's right. But that's it for me. That's my only housekeeping this week. It's pretty light for me. <clears throat> okay. What you got? I just got a couple quick items. Mm-hmm. Something I watched and something I'm reading. Okay. The thing I watched, uh, I finally got around to watching that Netflix documentary about the American Gladiators. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that yet? I saw the ESPN 30 for 30 one. Okay. Is that more, did it have a positive spin or a negative spin to it? It, it kind of felt like it was going to have a negative spin. The 30 for 30? Yeah. Um... It was pretty light. More negative than yeah. positive, but at the end, they definitely like 
They redeeming. frame it. They frame it in a way that's like the whole nice. thing is like it's negative, 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 and then at the end they're like, oh, it's actually a kind of a positive. But oh, there's cool. still a lot okay. of negative things around the gladiators, gotcha. and but that's why I went with the Netflix one because it felt like it was more of like a light at the end of the tunnel type story. Like it just felt more positive in general. Like obviously there was some like drug use and right. uh, steroid abuse and things like that, which which they covered. So right. I felt like they did a pretty good job of covering that, and they had a lot of the old gladiators on and stuff. So. But it was just more like it was definitely more positive and like there was humor to it and they, it was just really well put together. Nice. Two thumbs up. My sister watched it too and she asked me if I'd seen it and I told her I was like I was watching the thirty for thirty, but she said the same thing. She really liked it. Yeah, it was very well made. Plus, it's just fun to go back and I, I can still hear the American Gladiators theme song in my head. Dude, I loved American. It, it, I loved that show. It's amazing. Like I would see a picture of a guy and I'd be like, oh my god, I totally forgot about this guy, but it is. I was like, oh, oh yeah. man, then like all these other memories flood into your head. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. What was your favorite uh, event in the American Gladiators? Um, it, The obstacle course with the tennis ball shooter. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. 100%. That was so much fun. No brainer. That was easily the best. Oh, I yeah, wanted, yeah. I wanted to like be the shooter of the tennis balls. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, how fun would God, that be? Absolutely, yeah. God, just be firing tennis balls at those people, and they like had to go from... Station the station with like they had like little Naked nerf, nerf shoot, missiles yeah, the, or yeah shoot back the grenades like yeah gosh I th- that was genius I don't know if I've told the story before you can stop me if I have on the show but um, when I was younger so I was you know grade school early and middle school my brother and sister were you know four and six years older than me so they loved American Gladiators and they would take broomsticks and duct tape uh, <laughs> oh, couch yes. pillows at the end of it and we would joust and they would just beat the hell out of me. Oh, I love it. But it was good times, man. Loved it. So I'm glad. I, I, I still have to check out the Netflix one. Yeah, too. It's great. All right. Let's see here. Uh, my other item is something I'm reading. Mm-hmm. It is a book. It's an autobiography. It's not on your desk, is it? <clears throat> I thought it was. Do you see it? Right over. Oh. Right that's just, your... I think it's just the desk cover. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. But oh, here we go. So, yeah. You'll at least be able to see what I'm reading. Yes. Not you people at home. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, this 80s musician. I feel like Johnny Carson holding this up. A little bit. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. uh, (laughs) Still All Right by Kenny Loggins. A memoir. How far are you into it? I'm not very far, but it's already incredible. I'm only like 30, 40 pages. It's just him growing up and kind of like how he got into like, kind of like how he got into music and kind of some of his inspirations. And like right now he's just like in college and he's just basically just going to all these like rock bands at the time and just... Living it up and getting getting some inspiration. Nice. But man, I'm loving it. I was going to say, I want to hear the tale of how he decided to write every amazing song. For a soundtrack? For every movie in the 80s. So, I, so I've been in a Loggins mood because I'm reading this. So I've just driving around and popped on the, like, this is Kenny Loggins on mm-hmm. Spotify. You know, like the radio or the channel where it just plays all Kenny Loggins. Right. And I had totally forgotten. I had erased it from my mind, in fact, that <clears throat> the Caddyshack 2 soundtrack... Because the movie is so horrible. Right. But I just erased from my mind. But that uh, Nobody's Fool, that song from Caddyshack 2. Oh, I forgot. It's amazing. I, I had forgot. forgotten about that. I had totally forgotten about that song. And I was like, God, this song is way too good to be on this soundtrack. But that was kind of his deal. You know, he was on like every 80s soundtrack. Does, does it have Mr. Knight from Caddy, from the original Caddyshack? It's when the, the pool scene. He sings that? Yes. Oh, it's, it's one of my personal favorites well, of, the, the, of the more like underappreciated. I haven't heard that. There's so many underappreciated songs yeah. I've forgotten that even, he even wrote. Like, oh, yeah. He made a Winnie the Pooh song cool. 
you remember that? Oh, yeah. He sang the Winnie the Pooh song. I do remember that. After the days of Christopher Robin. Oh, yeah. Dude, hot jam. Absolutely. But, yeah, just wanted to share that. This is an 80s, 90s uh, centric podcast. So Yeah, if it's, it's, it's a fastball down the middle. Hey yo! I've done it in a while. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's fantastic. Just you know, we've covered like tons of movies. I feel like already that he's contributed to. That's so. true. Yeah, we have. I'm loving it. Good deal, man. Well, thanks for sharing that. You bet. A little peek into your soul <laughs> for the audience. They they want that. I do love meet some Kenny Loggins. They clamor for it. I don't tell you these things, but they send me notes. They're like, we'd really like to hear more about Kenny. what makes Hightower tick. What's Hightower reading these days? Which direction does he put his toilet paper? Is it over top or underneath? I go over top. Same. Yeah. That's the only way. If I do it the other way, it's by accident. Yeah. I actually don't consciously make the decision, but I feel like normally I do. I go over the top. I do. I go over the top, which is a movie featuring a theme song by Kenny Loggins. Boom. Wow. Wow. <laughs> On, onto the movie. Meet me halfway. There is no There is no reason Meet to continue halfway. this. Hot jam. Well All done. Right. Wow, that Great was amazing. Work. Did was you, not, was you set me up on purpose, didn't you? I didn't you? even do it. No, I promise I was not on purpose, but it worked out. And circle takes a square. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. A, a reference that <laughs> two people got. That's right. Hey, what's your history with this film? Okay. <laughs> this movie, uh, I can't pinpoint the exact moment I saw this for the first time because I was super little. Mm-hmm. And looking back, isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, well. This was a PG film. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I would guess I was five or six when I saw this for the first time. My my dad loves this movie. Like, my sister loves this movie. I feel like my whole family, like, was, I mean, this was a big deal, obviously. Yeah. For, like, the longest time, it was still throughout the, you know, box office, you know, uh, top grossing film for, like, a long time. Uh, but just, you know, Spielberg kind of put him on the map and just, like, obviously the acting is phenomenal in here. Some, just some great scenes. We even got a little humor mixed in. Just, oh, yeah. So I don't know. It was uh, it was it was watched a lot in my household, so I can't pinpoint. But I saw this way too way too young <laughs> to be watching it. Nice. How about you? Uh, are you ready to have your mind blown? Yes. This is only the second time I've watched this all the way through. That's unbelievable. I've seen clips of it a million times, like. But our house, it's not that we didn't like because Dad watched it, mm-hmm. and I know he likes it. But it was just not one that was on like regular rotation. I got you. But when I watch it, every time I watched it, I was always like, "Man, this is like a really good movie." And then I watched it all the way through. I was like, "That was really good." Yeah. But for some reason, I don't go back to it super often. But I, I same thing. I probably I'm older than than five. I, I'm sure it was you know maybe 10, 11 years old. So not by, not by much. And I'm sure I saw it on TV, but you know, obviously right. anybody that doesn't live under a rock, you've seen the clips, Dude, you know, the, you know, the main quotes and stuff like that, but such a great movie. I was excited. This, this part, that's part of the reason I suggested it is I was like, I know this isn't technically eighties or nineties, but I know this is a, a wheelhouse for your family. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to give it a, a critical viewing from my lens. It's funny that you say you've only seen it two times in your life. I would bet, if someone came up to me and was like, hey, what movie do you think you've seen the absolute most times from start to finish? I would definitely say Jaws. Yeah. Easily. Well, and it's two hours, but it did not feel like two hours. Oh, my God. We'll get into it. But the, that end, that like last final act. Yeah. You like snap your finger and it's over. It's like it. It's so, you're so into it that I couldn't believe like, I mean, I've seen it hundreds of times. Right. I feel like, but you know, probably not that many, but 
I just like I still can't believe how fast it goes. And just I do, look, man. I, I have some I have some thoughts on that that I'll share because I'm like I said, I'm coming at this for a little bit more of a, yeah. a a newer lens, I guess the best. I still have seen it, but like I'm coming in with a little fresher. So and if as always, since this is one that you've seen, if you need to stop me and be like, hey, pump the brakes, Cash. Pump the brakes. Let's talk about. We need to talk about it. P- Peter Benchley's yes. uh, cameo, obviously. By the way, Peter Benchley wrote the novel. Mm-hmm. Bef- obviously, bef- you know it was the source material for the movie. This is, and I, I, I own the book somewhere up there. Uh, I've read the book a couple times. Uh, this is one of those rare cases where the book is not as good as the movie. Interesting. Yeah. So the book is, it's not a very long book, but there's all these weird subplots going on too. Like the mafia is involved in the, in the book. T- yeah. In that's, the book. Yeah, that's weird. So, like, you know how, like, Mayor Vaughn is obsessed with keeping the beaches open and stuff? Yeah. There's a little subplot because he's getting, like, pressure from, like, the mob and stuff. Ah, okay. So, yeah, it's not just it's not just Mayor Vaughn being, like, greedy and kind of, right. you know, he's kind of, like... Selfish. Looking out for his neck, you know, like, yeah. something might happen to him. That, that type of I mean, of that's interesting, but... But you also... This is the worst part of it for me. Like, it just... It, it's weird. Uh, um, Mrs. Brody mm-hmm. has an affair with Hooper. Matt Hooper in the book. Really? Yeah. It's super distracting and weird out of left field. I don't like that. Yeah, it's weird. I really, yeah, I'm glad they didn't include that. I wouldn't like that. It's weird. But yeah, those are my, those are my two big takeaways from the book. Fair enough. Movie, a hundred times better. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get into it though, I got a, I got a question for you. Okay. Because we've, we kind of mentioned it last week. Like this movie, obviously I know people, myself included, like there's times you know, around the ocean, you're like, I don't know if I want to be going in there. Yeah. We get nommed on, but nom, nom. what movie nom, nom. other than Jaws, if there is one, <laughs> mm-hmm. messed you up for like your life? You're like, okay, now it's always in the back of my mind because I saw it in a movie once. Mm, that's a good question. I, gosh, if I'm going specifically a movie. It can be Jaws if it, if it, it's okay if it is. Jaws but. definitely impacted me. Even like swimming pools when I was little, I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I, I know there's not a shark in there, but is there a shark in right. there? When I saw, uh, what was that, Gator? Was there Alli- There's a movie called Gator or Alligator? Oh, it's if, old. If you're talking about Gator, that's that's Jerry Reed, Burt Reynolds. Okay, so yeah, not that one. <laughs> like the actual like Gator McCluskey. There's an alligator that like slips out of the sewers. And, oh, and ends yeah. up in okay. a swimming pool. Yes, like, I know what you're talking about. That one really messed with me. Yeah, because I saw that one probably too young too. I will. This is a weird, odd take here, but the music video for Enter Sandman, maybe. Oh yeah, with the snakes slithering. Mm-hmm. That really messed me up. I couldn't even like sleep under my covers for like sleep with one eye open. Years. Grip your pillow tight, <laughs> dude. That just and then that became like kind of like a habit for like most of my like young adult or childhood like probably through high school i slept with a blanket and not under my covers because of the habit i formed from being scared to sleep under my covers as a kid i understand weird right no it's not because i um at some steeler blanket i i told you i think i said this before that one time my brother was like i sleep under the covers in case somebody breaks in starts shooting they can't tell where my body is (laughs) so from like then when i was a kid i was like which, okay, good lord! I got to sleep under the blanket. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on here. So, oh, oh my gosh! I almost spit my throat out. So, um, no, this. So when I asked this, I was like, "I'm thinking Jaws." But there's one. I legit to this day. Boom, I saw boom. this when I was too young, and I am terrified. Another not Steven Spielberg film, but Steven Spielberg adjacent film. Indiana Jones. Early nineties. Uh, Arachnophobia. Ooh, Mrs. Uh, Hightower has a lot of. I memories from that one. 
I I kill every spider I see with extreme extreme yeah. prejudice. And sorry yeah. if there's any spider lovers like, out there. There's that's not there's no such thing. Oh my god! There's I, no like, such thing. I, when I played football, I checked my helmet. When I ate a sandwich, when you open the cereal box, like I an arachnophobia, and shower, the shower. Toilet. That's and right. And you want to know what kind of psychopath I live with? This woman is a low life. I'm going to get this out on what? on record. What happened? So. She's. I told her about this, and she's terrified of spiders too. So, like the, between the two of us, I have to handle it. But I don't. I don't touch him. Like I don't say anything happening. She tells me her. There's about. Um, I think her brother was born. I can't remember. It's ninety four, ninety six. But there's a pretty good gap between the two of them. So she had to babysit him basically. Okay. And she told him, she's like, "Hey, look out whenever you sit on the toilet because there might be spiders under the toilet oh. seat." I was like, you sick... That is cruel. ...freak. Like, why would you do that? I was like, have you seen arachnophobia? She's like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so her, she said her brother was terrified to go sit on the toilet for years. I was like, I watched a movie and I was terrified to sit yeah. on toilets for years. Jeez. So I needed to get that out in the open. That's kind of... That's red flag. Yeah. But I did... Was I, she also injuring small animals as a child? I don't think so. Did she take a Did she take a blow to the head as a small child? <laughs> Did you eat paint chips as a kid? <laughs> I will say, though, before I, I should have said this in housekeeping, we did celebrate our anniversary five years on oh, Friday. Okay. Congratulations. Love you. Love you, Mrs. Cash. You made it. Yeah. You did it. It's five years. That's it. We're good. <laughs> She's not really a psychopath, but I did give her a hard time for that. I was like, because that's just cruel. You can't do that to somebody. That's awesome. The uh, I remember, for whatever reason, at your, let's see, it was your rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. We got to the rest the restaurant we were eating at. I, one of my kids puked. I can't remember. Oh, oh, that's right. I don't remember if it was Brooks or Adelaide. One of them just yacked. I'm like, well, okay, we got to go. Yep. See, thanks. I do remember yeah. that. Appreciate. We'll, we'll see. Ya. Appreciate the invite. <laughs> thanks for having us. I do. I do remember that. Gosh, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember which kid either. I, I might. Have, I was thinking. I'm thinking Brooks for some reason. But there was a lot of stuff going on that night. So yeah, I was. Luckily, we were all good. Come wedding time, so. Hey, there's your boy Colton Wong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he batted like three, it's like two so, innings ago. Speaking of Colton Wong, you see he got DFA. He yesterday? did, sure did. He got the boot. The Wong experiment is over. A lot of people want Colton Wong back in St. Hey, Louis. A lot of moves, a lot of moves. I'm a businessman. A lot of moves. If he ain't wearing Wong, why can't I frisk him? <sighs> okay, that's not what we're here to talk about. I, gosh, what a great film, by the way. It was. We got a it lot is. of great feedback on Beverly Hills Cop. I've gotten several texts. Good. A lot of people said... Awesome that you put a little uh, shout out for Elgin. Elgin's a great dude. I saw yes. Logan on the Facebook also. Truer words have not been spoken. So happy, thanks happy everyone it, for yeah. thanks everyone for checking in. Of course. Cool. Okay, shall we kick this off? Are you ready to have this movie completely ruined though before it even gets started? With uh, the John Williams iconic theme. Even before that, what, so do, you, what the, do you got? This whole movie is based off of shark attacks. Okay. The whole movie could have been avoided if any one of them would have just carried around a can of shark repellent spray. Oh, like, uh, yeah, sh- uh, bat, what yeah. is it? What's it called? It's like it's shark, ant- repe- bat, shark, yeah, bar- bat, bat shark repellent. Shark repellent or yeah. something. Yeah, it had like a really long if name. If you have a can of bat shark repellent, this movie, Gosh. it's over in five minutes. Someone just sent me, this is very timely, someone sent me a meme the other day of the scene where they're on the orca and they're looking over the boat and someone has implanted Batman, Adam <laughs> West's Batman, also looking over the boat. It's so great. <laughs> It's Hand perfect. me down the bat repellent shark spray. I'll have to show it to you after, after oh, we talk. Oh, yes. After we jam out here. Okay, but yes. The the more importantly, like, uh, legitimately. Doom, doom. Is there, like, I know we talked about iconic themes for Ghostbusters. This would probably be the only one I would probably rival. Halloween, maybe. Oh, ha- good call. Halloween. But, I mean, 
for like just instantly that you hear and it immediately you know what that is. I mean, like my six year old hears the song and he knows it's Jaws. And he's yeah. never seen Jaws. Like I was like that too before I even saw it. I was like, you 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 knew what the song was before. It's you'd so seen the movie. simple and just so effective. My goodness. Yeah. And it kicks us off. It does. Right from the go, get go. It does, and there's a big beach party going on. A bunch of kids hanging out. I wrote a bunch of no good hippies on the beach. That's right. Get out of here. If they wanted us to like, if they wanted us not to care about a death, this is a great, great move. <laughs> That's, I mean, bunch of hippies on the beach. Hippies on the beach. Send one out to the shark. What's the dude's name? I know the lady, the girl's name that gets eaten. Dude, what the the dude's name oh, that chases after shoot. her? Shoot. The guy, the girl's name's Chrissy. I knew it was Chrissy, but I could. I, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Is, did he have like a rich guy? What do you have like a? Rich Northeastern Probably. spoiled brat name. But he was giving her like serious Jason Patrick eyes from Lost Boys. Like he's Oh yeah. He looked like he was gonna put her in a well and ask her to put lotion <laughs> on her skin. And like it was <laughs> it was super uncomfortable, man. Yeah, it was they had some was he drinking off? Uh oh shoot, what was that beer called? Oh man. I just <sighs> starts I don't with know. an F, I'll have to look it up. But some <laughs> old um, summy, summy. But he was staring at her, and then they go over, and they're like, all right, let's go for a swim, and they take off. He's clearly drunk. Oh, yeah. He ends up collapsing, basically, and Chrissy goes in, and how about the massive amount of... I thought it was like, oh, yeah, just side boob, but no, there's... Oh, yeah, you see... Oh, yeah. All of it for a PG oh, yeah. movie. Yep. The whole kit and caboodle. You see it all. And Chrissy, while she's out of floating, she gets yanked down. Here we go. Here we go. It comes to my first nitpick with the film. <laughs> if she was attacked by a shark, this is not how... I mean, this was good for the suspense and scariness of the film. Her right. getting dragged around through the water like Ace Ventura in the shark tank. I said that in my notes. It's not so fucking... It's not so fucking... It's not so fucking... <laughs> but <laughs> that's not... Like a shark... <gasps> shark would like take a bite. I mean, it would... It probably might yank her down. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, just come up and bite her. But like, it wouldn't be like... Jer- like jerking left and right. You know, going... Three feet back and forth, like I don't know. And my thing too, like with the size of that, <laughs> <It hurts>. sh- <laughs> the size of that shark. I mean, is there going to be any leftovers? Like, oh, are yeah, there going to be any bite part- right in half? Right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he's going to numb on the entire. Like, he's going to yeah, eat the whole thing. Right. Like, there's not going to be. I feel like there's a lot of inconsistency. Ah, you know what? I'm not. A, I'm not a finger guy. I'm going to let those go. <laughs> you know, I'm picky. I feel like there's an inconsistency with like the size of the shark throughout the film. A little bit. Because I think it just would have like eaten like 75% of her in like one bite. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And instead it like nibbles on her toes at first and then mm-hmm. drags her around and throws her into the buoy. And well, he's playing with his food. And then, Oh, that's true. That's true. He's toying with his food, maybe. He does do that quite a bit, so you're probably right. That's, I don't know. He's a smart shock. But Chrissy's, she's toast. She gone. And then we wake up the next morning, we've got uh, Brody and Ellen, so Roy Schneider, Roy, I always want to say Schneider. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Love Roy Scheider. Lorraine Gray. Oh, Lorraine Gray. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the Mrs. Yep, Mrs. Brody. She's in all of the all of the. She, she is in all yeah. of them. Um, she's in Revenge. She's in she's one in, and two. Yeah. I don't know if she's in the third one. I don't think she is. That's the one with um, Quaid. Yeah, De- Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. And then she's as the fourth one's with Michael Caine, right? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I say, Daddy. <laughs> And she shoots the shark at the end of that one. Yeah, she that. has a, Yeah, she. The shark follows her to like the Bahamas. And there's some sort of like telepathic connection. <laughs> yeah, thing. yeah it knows that. She, yeah, it's trying to kill her family. Um, Rodonculus. But anyway, they're they're waking up. Um, you know, just kind of having a little chit chat, and there was is it Brody Junior? Is that the littlest one? No, uh, Sean. Sean. Okay, he hurts himself. He hurts his little hand from the swing. I think mm-hmm. is what they say. Oh, that's the older brother. That's Michael, right? 
But the littlest one was the one that was hurt. For Michael was the one that was out, that went on the boat and the pond. And no, the older one was hurt. I thought there was the littlest one. No, the little one's still outside playing on the swing set, and the oldest one's oh, got the, got the okay. blood. That's my bad. Irrelevant anyway, because yeah, it's, it's a sure. minor detail. But semantics. During all of this, um, Brody gets a call. Obviously, something's not not going well, so he's got to take off. Something's going on, and we we should they've like laid this little clues here that Brody is not an Islander. He's not. He's a transplant. From New York City. New York City. The big the, the big, big city to a little island. The big apple city. Just the big apple. Just <laughs> um So Brody gets to the beach with the, the kid that was chasing like I said I can't remember his name, the one that was chasing Chrissy. Yeah. Rich kid. And then find his deputy finds parts of the body and the crabs are clawing all over it. Mm-hmm. I used to freak me out, man. Those little crabs crawling over the body. That's weird, Ooh, man. That used to that used to get me. Yeah, that's no good. So then they go back to the office, and mm-hmm. I still say, too, one of the things, and I remember from the first time I've seen this, the subplot of the karate chopping nine-year-olds. Oh, that's a big that's a big part of the book. Yeah, we need to, we need to know more about what's going on there. Yeah, they're in, they're in a lot more of the book. They do a lot of destruction around town, and then they actually, there's a, they actually have a scene of them diving, like doing their, uh, trying to get their badges or whatever, and like that's, that's a part in the book. See, and I, I mean... It's like a Foot Clan situation. That's like oh yeah, for three sure. ninjas. You know, this for could sure. be just be grooming these kids to be. I'll to let you borrow the book. You might like it. Yeah, I need to just. I don't read. That's the problem. I don't know how to read. It's not very long. I never learned how to read. <laughs> it's not bad. Is that true? Um, but anyway, that's how a do little... you feel about Amity Island so far? You've you've seen the chief's house. You've seen a little bit of the. I like it. Of the the sheriff's office. I. I... I love Amity Island. I do. This is like, if I was to live on a beach town, yeah. this is the town I would live. Did you see how close to the beach their house is? Their house oh, yeah. is literally on the beach. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. So, uh, this may be a stupid question. I was talking with, with my wife about this because she didn't get to watch it with me. My wife. What state is this? Uh, I assume it's New York. Okay. I wasn't sure. I was. I knew it was a coastal town, but I didn't know if I it was... I think it's still New... I, I guess. Because they talk about Cape Cod. They talk about... Gosh... I didn't know, and because that one, like in the morning, he's like, "Are you supposed to say it like it's I'm out by the car, you know?" Whatever. Oh yeah, so, so like, it does have it does definitely make Massachusetts references. So I didn't know. I was. That's a great call. I'm gonna, let me do some research. I was asking you because I I know you're the expert of the two of us here. Uh, but yeah, I I didn't mention it, but I am in love with this house. The house is awesome. House I, this, the is town itself, amazing. I love the the town. It the is way it's set up. It is in Massachusetts. It is okay. Well, the filming location is in Massachusetts. Okay. So I think that's where we're also supposed that's, to. That's worse for me. It's actually filmed in uh, Martha's Vineyard. I think I, I think I did know that. Which is off the coast of Massachusetts. Which would make sense why it seems like a a nice looking town as well. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, um, Brody gets the cause of death from the corner, mm-hmm. listed a shark attack, and he immediately wants to start shutting down all beach activities. Which great call. Yeah, seems responsible. Great police that's, work. That's a good police chief work. Um, Brody goes off to buy some wooden, you know, planks and signs too to make make signs for closing up the beach. But there's a group of kids doing their mile swim for uh-huh. their merit badge. That's right. It's a rough. I don't think I could swim a mile. Yeah. I can run a mile. Swimming a mile does seem like a long. That would be a long time, dude. That's a lot of swimming. It's a lot of upper body yeah, strength. I think if I gosh, I could be totally wrong, but I feel like the kids that are doing the karate stuff are the same kids that are swimming. Okay. In the book. And like that Ben Gardner, they just kind of like reference him 
like throwaway in the movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's actual like, actual dude in the book too. Yeah, he because it's uh, yeah because that's his boat that he and yeah he comes Hooper yeah he shows up dead him. later. But yeah. like, I feel like Chief Brody even references him like early in the movie. Like he throws his name out. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. So anyway, Brody heads down uh, to go try and warn the scouts, but then he gets stopped by uh, Vaughn and whoever the coroner is that that said it was a shark attack, and they're like, "No, no, oh. Brody, that was a boat attack." You got some there dirty, a, you got some dirty politics attack. happening. So just trying to like you know, Mayor Vaughn sweep it under the rug because Vaughn explains like, "Well, you know, our town is dependent upon yes the Fourth of July season and tourism." So yeah. we get the we get the impression that he's not out for the best interest of the townspeople. Yes, he is a holiday. Well, he is and financially he isn't. maybe. Yes, he is. It is a holiday he's a town. <laughs> That's right. And the summer months is where they make all their money. So he's he's in it for the tourism. And like he says, man, hey, if you yell barracuda, you know mm-hmm. what? You know, nobody nobody cares. But if you yell shark, and we got a panic on the 4th of July. That's right. Can't love be having it. that. I love it. I love his suits, too. Got some great plaid suits. Yeah, he he's got the, he's got the uh, anchor the anchor suits. Like, he's just got some great. He is. Some great. Sharp-looking sharp guy. Sharp-dressed man. Um, So then we got to go back to the beach. Everybody's out on the beach. Obviously, Brody's still a little bit suspicious. <clears throat> and I, Ellen's talking... I know, like I, I remember that obviously the guy's important, but she's the lady she's talking to. I only mentioned it because she legitimately looked like a leather bag. Oh, the short, dark-haired lady. Yes, and she's like very like pushy and like yes, yeah. That's you'll she's never a, be an islander. She's an interesting character because she shows up quite a few times, just kind of like even off on the periphery. She is, but she's in a lot of scenes. But I, when she talked, I was like, I mean, we all know those people. Yeah, you, you tan too much. You don't want to do that. You're talking about Hulk Hogan? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking more of like there's something about Mary's. Aunt. Oh, yes. The landlord lady. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Hulk Hogan, do you know Theo Vaughn? Yeah. Not related to... No relation, just, no relation to Mary Vaughn? I literally just finished the, po- the yeah, where conversation. He had, that was a great interview. It was. I had a, Man, that was a great... I feel like anymore, Hogan tells all these wild tales that like you just like have a hard time believing. Mm-hmm. But man, that interview seemed real, and like Theo Vaughn's like usually pretty like he's you know he's usually just kind of go with the flow type of dude. That seemed just like a real conversation, and that was super interesting. Like and, it was like two hours. I had never heard the story about his like half brother or whatever that got killed. Oh my gosh, that was intense. By like a bite gang. Yeah, and his, I, and that guy's wife too. I meant that's actually a wild story. I meant to look that up, to I, fact yeah. check it. But I feel like that's a pretty wild claim. That yeah, so. That was a, that was that flew by. It did. Did they reference the Jesse Ventura interview that he did? Mm-hmm. That, I have, see, I haven't seen. So I went back Ventura. and watched that. That is off the rails nuts. <laughs> it is crazy. Jesse's kind of a wild. He's a wild card though. I live down in Baja. <laughs> I'm off the grid. She. He's crazy, dude. He's wild. So man, Theo Vaughn. MTV. Good, good uh, podcast. Real world. That's right. Or whatever he was. Hey on. man, whatever. <laughs> whatever works. Um, hey, back to Jaws. Yeah, back to Jaws. In that city hands, Mr. Hooper. Been counting money all your life. All right, all right. People, My bad. people are busting Brody's chops about uh, being worried about the shark attack and mm-hmm. kind of giving him a hard time. But he had a dirty coroner too, or whatever he was, medical examiner. Yep. Calling a boating attack. Jeez. But he should have stuck to his guns because here we go. We got another, and I said horrific. I mean, mm. you don't see anything other mm-hmm. than the blood in the water, but. Mm. Just the thought of what's going down to poor little Alex. Oh, I thought you were talking about the dog. Oh, no. I don't want to talk about the dog. I, see, I, th- I figured the dog death would hit you harder, even though nothing is shown. Yeah. 
Poor Pippin. Is he saying Pippin or Pippet? Uh, I can't remember. I think he's saying Pippin, like I, Scotty. I tried Pippen. to block it out. I think it's Pippin. Trust me, I I have I have another gripe with a dog later on in the movie too. But do you? I love the part where the old guy comes up out of the water. He's like, "That's some bad hat here." Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a. End, like, yeah, there's a show that ends that way. Yeah, that's some mad hat hearing. I've, I've, I forgot what show that was, but yeah, I yeah, I, I heard that. I was like, oh, was that's like, where that came from. I was like, yeah, that's from Jaws. But yeah, poor little Alex Kittner. Hey, this is a good, this is a good uh, moral story. You don't need ten more extra minutes. You don't. You could be eaten by a shark if you. <laughs> Your fingers are pruny. Get out of the water. Get out of the water. Sorry, right. if you're looking like sausage, it's out. Amen, brother. Uh, so then they go back and they start a town hall debate of sorts, basically. And one the one dude on the council is pretty reckless, like, oh, $30,000, is that going to take... I was like, a kid just died. Yes. Maybe we ought to hold the jokes. And, yeah, you have, like, literally the entire town's folk in that room, and he's, like, cracking jokes about it. I'm like, yeah. dude. Um, and the mo- I too soon. I don't remember that I... I don't know that I have ever picked up on this, but it's the it's Mrs. Kittner who's putting the reward, that three, that yeah. three grand reward down. Gosh, I don't know if that just like flew out, flew by. In 1975, that's a lot that's of money. That's a ton of money. That's what I was gonna say. That's a that's a big that's a big commitment. But yeah, they um, they're talking about it and trying to figure out. And, and Brody's like, "All right, hey, we're gonna shut down the beach." Mm-hmm. But then Vaughn immediately chimes in. He's like, "Well, only for 24 hours." Yeah, he's like, oh, "I didn't, I didn't agree to that." Yeah, so yeah. there's there's a lot of back and forth going on here. And then Vaughn's a real weasel. We get the introduction of Quint and like channels on it. <laughs> Sorry. Chails on a chalkboard. <laughs> Nails on a chalkboard. We get Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. I love Quint. Probably one of the greatest characters in movie history. Just like a, you get a great actor in Robert Shaw. Yeah. Who just did like a lot of great dramatic roles. Like former in, Bond guy too, right? Former Bond villain. That's right. He's in From Russia with Love, but The Sting. I feel like he's probably you know this might, might. be probably his most known movie maybe. I mean, other than Jaws, but that was this was like later in his career. This was like, like man, what a great pickup by Spielberg. Yeah, Robert Shaw. Did he actually drag his fingernails on this chalkboard? I think so. Ugh. Robert Shaw is a uh, he's one of those actors. What's it called? Um, method. Method. Yes, where you get into character. Yeah, because I know famously he was just he an and... insufferable turd for this entire filming because he was. He, that's who he's supposed to be. Because him, it was him and Dreyfus. Yeah, right? him and like Dreyfus. They, they really butted it. heads. I have read and seen and like. I've seen a lot of Jaws documentaries and sure. stuff, but the legend for a long time was that they, you know, hated each other and would fight all the time and whatever. But like, somewhat recently, Dreyfus is like, oh, that's been like totally blown out of the water. Like we had a, there was like one infamous fight that they had kind of publicly, you know, or like kind of like a lot of people yeah. around, and they had like a when Shaw would get into character, he would be kind of mean and he would like keep it going, like you know, but like he was like we, you know. After shooting and all that stuff, we had nothing but respect for each other, and like so, like I think it gets blown out of proportion well, a little that's bit. Good. But they did have like a big blowout or a big blow up on like one like scene apparently. Like I was gonna, say, I, if I remember, because they were talking like there's one scene later, and we'll get there obviously. But he's like arguing with them about getting the the knot and everything else. I, for mm. some reason, in my mind, it was that scene. Like it yeah, was, I, it was a result of that yeah. scene. But yeah, I can't. I think it was just like. Uh, Dreyfus felt like he kept picking on him, like even after the scenes were ending, right. he kind of like blew up. And, Dude, let it go. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so Quint is obviously talking about okay, three thousand dollars isn't enough, but he goes, "I'll I'll do it for ten because it's a big, mean, nasty fish," <laughs> which I think was a great touch. Dude, he's got. Dude, 
He's got so many great lines. He does. He's fantastic. Uh, we also found out that Brody did call in some other experts, uh, mm-hmm. trying to get some additional help. So someone from the like basically like marine biologist, um, he called in for that. So anyway, that all settles down, and they're basically like, all right, well, we're gonna do what we're gonna do, and they don't really take Clint up on it or Quint Clint Quint up on his offer just just yet. Um, then we go to Charlie and and Dean Herder. Is that is that how you pronounce his last name, Mister? Who? They're throwing the roast out on the from Oh, the, dock. the two guys. Gosh, it's, I didn't even catch their name. How did you catch their names? I I, I was trying to I, I was trying to bring my A game because yeah, I knew two, you were the two rando dudes that took the his wife's uh, roast. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Throw the roast out, and uh, during this, Brody's also looking at some pretty gnarly shark attack pictures, which again, PG movie, and there's like legs amputated and like people like half of people's abdomen missing. The weird thing, the thing <laughs> that. So this was made in 1975. Right. Not that they're in the dark ages by any means, but just the fact that there's this many publications about shark attacks and yeah. illustrations, and I'm thinking like, gosh, how much of this is even true? Like, 50, you know, these books, they were probably like pretty new at the time, so I bet they were, you know, made in the 70s, you know, early 70s probably, but some of those, they had some interesting illustrations. You know, in they, it made me think of those like National Geographic, mm-hmm. the yellow, yeah. like, magazines that used to go out. Like, yep. I don't know I was when he was looking at him I was like that really reminds me of those yeah and some of the pictures they took seemed like very current for like it was like gosh this is crazy yeah, to think that yesterday. they were swimming with these sharks in like those 60s and 70s like God, how dangerous that must but have been I just those, some of those pictures like man that's pretty gnarly like think of a kid's looking at that of course yeah. like, again back then it was probably not I don't know as readily available but anyway he so he's looking at those pictures then we go back to the dock and uh, the the shark takes the roast and he breaks the dock in half and Charlie gets taken with it and then the shark <laughs> turns around and he's he's gonna get he's gonna get Charlie. He's coming after him. But thankfully Charlie gets away. What am I gonna tell her about the the roast? Yeah, it's good though. You get you get your flashes of Spielberg in here, like I know he's super young at the time, but intense moments followed, you know, with some you know, bit of some, humor. Yeah, a little a bit of humor to break it up. Yeah. So it's just kind of fun to see like early Spielberg even had that instinct. I also appreciate the next scene. We got a bunch of people showing up from out of town trying to take, you know, take oh, her up yeah. on a bounty. Yeah. And the one dude has dynamite. Yep. And Sheriff sure, Brody, like, has to grab it. Yeah, he's like, uh, dynamite. You have to be careful. I was like, well, dynamite, is that, like, readily available? And... Yeah, he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put that dynamite down, you rascal. Yeah. But we also get Hooper. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus into the movie. In the house. He's here. He shows up like Captain Jack Sparrow, just like rolls up to the dog, hops out. That's right, he's, and he's just ready to go. <laughs> ready to roll. Taking orders from Chief Brody about yelling at people. He is. Huh, they're all going to die. They are. <laughs> he goes in and he uh, says, okay, hey, I'd like to see the remains of the first victim. <clears throat> so Brody says, yep, that's fine. So uh, eventually they get there, but this is where my other issue is. I don't, I don't care for how these uh, bounty hunters, that one yellow lab's on the hood of that one boat getting tossed around and they're all bundled up together i didn't, I didn't care to see that there's a dog on the hood of the boat yeah on one of the boats gosh i don't even remember that yeah like a little motorboat i, just, I didn't care they for did it. have a bunch of tiny little boats out there they did and that one dude throwing like m80s to dude that's wild a 100 that is something i would have done like <laughs> the, i guarantee it the if funny it, thing is that they all go out like huddled together it's like yes. dude come on like you they wouldn't be that close together it's just that dude throwing the M.A., I was like, that is totally something me and my family would do to one another. That's hilarious. So, we're also reckless people. Um, Clearly. 
Hooper decides he's, he's doing the autopsy, and he gets quite detailed with the description of what happened, and he's very Dude, upset. Yeah, he gets hot, man, because the the uh, medical examiner, the coroner, who, mm-hmm. he was in the room, and he's like calling him out, dude. I was like, oh, my. Good for him. This wasn't no shark attack. Right. You, this is not even a coral reef. It reminds me of uh, Denzel Washington in uh, The Inside Man. Mm-hmm. Or Inside, what is it, Inside Job? Inside, inside Man? Inside Man. This ain't no bank robbery. That's right. <laughs> This ain't no shark. Or right. This ain't no uh, boating accident. It's a shark attack. He's he's all about it, and he's he's giving him giving him the business and getting real upset about it. And then, right afterwards, he wants to go. Basically, Hooper's like, "We need to figure something out." And then they go outside, but the bounty hunters, all of them, they think they got their shark. Shark strung up. That's right. They got a. We got a big one. A decent sized tiger shark. I caught me a marlin. <laughs> <laughs> um. And that's that's my favorite. I, I just I mentioned it earlier, but that, I don't even know what kind of shark it is. I think it's a tiger shark. Oh what? Oh what? <laughs> I don't know why that, why that guy says it that way. But that's great. I had to rewind it a couple of times because this is laughing so hard. Oh what? That is great. Um, Hooper does some, a little bit of measurements too, and he says the bite radius is not the same on. Way too small. The victim, as it was for the shark that was killed. So yep. he thinks it's the other one's still out there. That's right. Um, very sensibly, I said, I think makes sense. He goes, why don't we cut this thing open and exactly. see what's in its stomach? Exactly. But then Vaughn, for all of his faults, actually does come up with a pretty good point. Like, I agree. I was going to say, that is a good... You don't want to see the little kid in her yeah, voice really spill want, out yeah, on Do you really want to see a little kid? I'm like, all right, I, both of you have valid points here. Yes. Like, I, maybe take it somewhere else and do it. Hey, fair enough. So there's all this back and forth, and in the meantime, Mrs. Kittner sh- shows up. Dude, she rolls up. Slaps Brody. If you're Brody, do you take it, or do you immediately throw the medical examiner under the bus? I mean, he does the right thing, I think, in taking it. Yep. Uh, maybe down the line, you might want to be like, hey, by the way, not that this helps that your kid's dead, but this is what happened. I think he, I think you take it, because honestly, if you would have stuck to your guns... He knew it was a shark attack. He did. Deep down, he knew. Yep. And he allowed those guys to peer pressure him. Mm-hmm. And he's the chief of police, man. He's supposed to be out there looking uh, yeah, out for the, wealth, the welfare of, the, of his constituents, man. The buck stops with him. I agree. That's right. So I think he, I think he rightfully owned that slap because he knew. I'm not going to pass the buck because really, at the end of the day, it is also my fault. Which is also why, too, like, Vaughn's like, oh, she's wrong, don't worry. And he's like, no, she's not. Yep, so yeah, I, exactly. If yep. I'm him, absolutely, I take yep. it. I think he I think he recognized it. But that's kind of, I mean, think about that, like, long-term. Like like you said, he knew in his gut it was a shark attack. Oh, yeah. He didn't put up a, as much of a, I mean, he fought, but he didn't yeah, I mean, you don't stick think, to his guns and you say. You don't think it's actually going to, you know, come back the next day and actually eat like a little kid. Like, and then eats a little kid. Like, that. that's going to be with him the rest of his life. Well, dude, I think they do a great job of showing it, like, the, at the dinner scene where he's just, like, he's yeah. checked out, man. Like, that's that's going to weigh on him for a long time. It, it makes sense, yeah, because then they come by, and then there's even that part where, where Hooper brings the wine, and then he's like, you want some? And he pours that, like, entire big glass yeah, like of wine. Yeah, like a regular glass, yeah. Like, that's, yeah, I could see it being that way. Dude, one of the, like, just, one of the most memorable precious moments of this film is when he sits down he's at dinner and his youngest son is there and he's imitating him oh my gosh just what a great moment what a great father-son moment it was good levity after what just happened exactly it's like you know a little you know he's still got his family like he's you know not all is lost you know he's gonna be down the dumps yeah oh yeah 
And, like you said, Hooper comes over with a couple bottles of wine. White and red because he didn't know what they'd be serving. Do you know what? I never put this together until this watching. But is it possible Hooper brings this wine over to get the chief drunk or drunker than what he is so that he can take him out on the boat later that night? I think so. I had never put that together until later because he's like, he makes a comment about it. He's like, I'm not drunk enough. He's like, you aren't? Or like, yes, you are. Yeah, you are now. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. He, I think he, he did. did that on purpose. I I definitely do. I've never paid enough attention to that scene. Maybe And maybe not even necessarily to get him on the boat, but at least convince him to let him go do the, oh, the, the, autopsy? the autopsy. Yeah, for sure. But once the autopsy happens, he's like, yeah, we're, we're doing this. So Great call. But anyway, yeah, so that's what they... So the next couple scenes, like I said, they, they're talking around the dinner table, which eventually Brody's convinced to say, let's go do the autopsy. Let's go check the shark. And then they find a couple of fish heads, a license plate, and Hooper's like, "Yeah, this this definitely isn't it. There would be something else in here." And he's like, "I'm, it came from the coast or something like that because the license plate was from Louisiana." Yeah, it came up the south or something. Yeah, so he's like, "We need to, we need to go out. I I kind of know where it's at, where it's feeding time." And he's he's like, "It's a nighttime feeder." And they start talking about um, like feeding patterns and. It's hilarious. He calls it a nighttime feeder when. 80% of the shark attacks we've seen happen during... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the, the, Christy gets attacked at night. That's Well, it's like early morning. Yeah, like da, dawn. Dawn, yeah. And then Alex gets eaten during middle the of day. the day. Yep. So there's actually no validity in the night. Several, <laughs> several of our attacks are during the day. But hey, it works out for the movie. Yeah, whatevs. So they go out and they find the, the boat that's beat up. So this is Ben Gardner's ben boat. Ben Gardner's boat. He's like, I know it's Ben Gardner, so... Hooper, of course, the eccentric, rich, wild guy, because we just find out subtly that he's also rich. Yeah. What's... It is funny that they, like, just... Yeah, I'm rich. Like, I come from yeah, money. I have, I just, he's like, how much do you have or how much do your family have? Like, does it matter? Like, it's so interesting that that's part of it. But. Yeah, just... that, And that's it. That's the only... I mean... Yeah, I'm rich. I think it's also for some of the gear that he brings on later, just oh, yeah. to illustrate that... Well, he may... Like, he totally could have played it off like it's from the Oceanic Institute. Oh, right? yeah. But he's like, I... I by most of my hey, stuff. straight straight shooter i can appreciate that fair enough brag um yeah so they go out and then hooper's gonna go check out the boat and he goes underneath and he finds a shark tooth and then what finds he, what, why did he I, what was the purpose of him going in the water i don't know to, to He's see like, i want to check the hole yeah you could have done that when the boat was towed in yeah and brody multiple times he's like let's just tow it in and check yeah. it on land where yeah. it's safe That's and then a smart move i Brody. also this has always kind of bothered me because I've seen this part a few times. So the, Ben Gardner's body floats by. It's like a jump scare. Mm-hmm. The, the screech, like a violin screech that they play at the same time. Great. Masterful. We don't see anything else. So I'm sure there's something else. But literally the only thing missing is his one eye with some like worms coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, if that's how he died, that's a precise bite from this sh- enormous shark. to just like, I'm going to get your one eye. I feel like... His, I'm sure it just over his, time like, upper torso floating. I it's hard to tell because it's just that small little I feel like hole. It bit off his body. I'm sure it bit did. off his like upper torso, <laughs> and then like I think we're to assume that like fish and stuff have like I'm sure pecked out his eyes. It's just to me. I'm like yeah. you see the shark tooth, and you're like I'm, I'm just picturing the shark coming up. Like I hope you enjoyed the victory with one freaking eye. It's <laughs> great. So then Ben Garner IRP back to town. Ben Garner is like the. Uh, What's the Halloween character? Is it also Ben? Remember the they reference oh. this guy who gets killed like, and then they like 
say that's who got killed in the end of the Halloween. Gosh, what was his name? I can't remember now. I feel like it's also a Ben. It might be. Oh my gosh, where the <laughs> Ben Tramer? I think it's Ben Tramer. Oh yeah. Ben Tramer and Ben Gardner. Just those Benz. poor those poor Poor Ben's. Poor Ben's. You guys you guys have bad luck here. Gosh. Um, so anyway, yeah, back it's it's Fourth of July now. So they're talking with Vaughn. They're like, "We we found this. There was a shark tooth. Everything else." And Vaughn's like, "Where's the tooth?" Yeah, you got a picture of. It's like, dude, you wouldn't believe the chief of police and the like. Yeah, leading expert. And I mean, to be fair, I mean, there's no evidence of it. I mean, you could have brought the boat and showed him like, "Hey, there's this hole." Everything else, but he's like, "Where's the shark tooth?" So, yeah. I get it to a degree. What, but at what, the same time, what happened to the boat though? Didn't they still have the boat, right? Yeah, they still have the boat. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, been like, hey, can you come down and check out the yeah, boat? Yeah, here's us? our here's our evidence. Come on, and here's another dead body. Right, yeah, exactly. Because at this three point, people have died clearly due to shark attacks. There is enough evidence here to be like, hey, maybe we ought to maybe yeah. we ought to pump the brakes on this. Yeah, but of course, because Vaughn is only interested in Fourth of July festivities, he's actually more interested in apparently hanging. Yeah. The people that do a little minor graffiti on the Welcome oh, to Town right. sign. Yes, yeah. He gets, Hanging by their Buster Browns. Pretty peed off. It's like, wow, that's aggressive. But anyway. You got to no. think, too, with July 4th, you're going to have, like, triple the people. Yeah. So it's, like, more chances of shark attacks happening. Yeah, that's really just. Who Mayor Vaughn. Poor, I mean, poor decision making. I terrible. guess you're like, well, this is it. I'm going out in a blaze of glory. I'm not going for re-election, so. I'm going down in a blaze of glory. Bon Jovi. Um. Then so that Mayor Vaughn starts peer pressuring people to go in the water. He does. He's, he does that. And Brody. So Brody and Hooper are trying to get people to help. <clears throat> Giant boat comes to town, mm, and then right. and Vaughn's like, "Okay, come on, we, we need to get in the water." And Brody tries to like, "Hey, Mike, go over to the pond because he feels like that's safer." Which is not truly a pond. It's not a pond it's at all. It's funny they call it a pond. I did. Too. I was like, "Why is it? it's connected to the ocean?" Yeah, it's hundred. It's just like a yeah. A little like a lagoon almost. Yeah, still <laughs> definitely part of the ocean. Still, yeah, still definitely part. But deep anyway. enough for a huge great white shark to roll through. Yeah. Um, and a couple kids swimming around with that fin start causing a panic. I, oh, false alarm! I'll tell you what, I don't handle even in movies that that dude that's like pushing kids over. Yeah, and like steals. You see the one dude that steals the kid's raft? Yes. That is, man. I don't. I don't like that. That's, Even that's for a movie, a, that kind of irked me. I agree. This There's, is not real, and I'm still upset by the it. The panic was bizarre, the panic scenes. So they get everybody out, but it's the kids. And the kids come up, and they got guns pointed at them. That's pretty great. I mean, it's fair. you got to come in. It was his. That kid sells them out. He, he told me to. But some some random girl off to the side. Shark in the pond. She spots, spots the real shark. Yes. In the pond. In the pond, which is not a pond, as we've clearly established. Yeah. Um, comes, knocks over a couple boats, gets another guy. The guy is just so unassuming. He's like trying to like help the kids. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Whoa! What are you guys looking at? <laughs> Boom. Um, and Mike um, doesn't die. He just mm-hmm. goes into shock. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the first. I made a note here. This is the first time we actually get to see the shark. It too. is it's the first glimpse of the. It kind of comes up on like you, it's kind of underwater still. But you see it's like head frame, like come, come take out the boat and come it's, get the guy. And it's an hour into the movie. Yeah. So. Smart. The rest of them have been underwater cams, which I made a note. I didn't say it, but I love the camera work in this film. Like oh, the yeah. Under, like you, the underwater camera work and like the shooting up. Mm-hmm. 
and like the movement through the you know the, the bottom of the ocean so great it's it's smart and it's i also let the less is more so like you don't see the shark very oh, much so so smart it's so much more intimidating scary you mm-hmm. know daunting kind of thing and then you do when you see this little glimpse of it you're like yeah that's a it's a big shark and it look like i said i mean you can hit pause all you want it still looks pretty realistic it's terrifying. yeah it's terrifying when they show you like behind the scenes pictures yeah that yeah, I, it's, it's very obvious but yeah when it's like connected to a machine it's not as scary in the water yeah it's it's legit yeah did like it's funny that mayor vaughn tells that like old couple who are clear there with like their grandchildren i assume and take them out into the water like okay like if the mayor has that much power over you wouldn't you just like stop in like this sh- very shallow part of the ocean? Yep. With like your like, hey, I got these little like my you know my grandchildren can't swim like right. They go so far out into the ocean. It's like what is? You guys are idiots. Go up to your shin and leave it at that. Exactly. Like, hey, I'm in the water. What? Yep. What, what Shark's else you want not going to come me? all the way over there. What else do you want from if me? If it is, then great. It's going to be beached. That's yeah. fine. Just interesting. Nope, I agree. Interesting move. So, yeah, Michael passed out, but he goes to the hospital, says he's going to be okay, and then Brody finally convinces Vaughn to sign the form to hire Quint to, to hire and, and or to hunt and kill the shark. That's right. Vaughn, Mayor Vaughn's losing it, man. And he's still fighting it, even he's, to the very end. Well, he tried, and then he then he kind of had like a little attack, panic attack uh, or something. Uh, July, August, like, what are you doing? Yeah, Summer's over. I'm like, my kids were on, in that water, too, or something. Should have okay, so. should have thought of that before the like the fourth shark attack. I'm like, well, that makes it even worse. Yeah, you <laughs> turd. You fired. So then, uh, they they go to Quinn's place and he's got shark jaws all over the place. Everywhere, great holy touch. cow, man! This guy's, killed, this guy's killed a lot of sharks. And he he and Hooper immediately are Ooh, butting uh, heads. Yeah, they're just they're going at it even before they get out on the ocean. But basically, it's like, hey, whatever you need, let's go do this. Let's get it going. It's funny that he kind of like respects Chief Brody. Just immediately, this like rich kid from yeah, who's got like you know college educated. He's just like t- hates him. Out of towner. I mean, to be fair, Hooper or uh, Brody's still an out of towner too, technically. But I guess he's been there a little longer. That's true. At least. He's, yeah, he's like I don't know. He's, he respects him somewhat. Yes. Hey, here's a swimming with bow-legged women. That's right. Great man. Quint's got so many great lines. <laughs> I was. Gout lived to 103 and stayed virgin virgin until she's 15, which or whatever. I can't remember, but. Yeah, I love when he's like, you got city hands, Mr. Hooper. That's right. <laughs> that's a great, man, that's a great quote. Like if You come from money. I said, I'd drop that at some time where we work, at the place we work, and I dropped it on somebody. And they're like, city what? hands? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, you clearly have not seen Jaws. Never mind. <laughs> My talents are wasted on you people. Seriously. I say that once a day when we're in the office. So... They're all getting loaded up, everything. They going out to you know, going out to uh, hunt the shark, and then I can't remember if it's Hooper or Brody. They go ask him to pull some knot, but he pulls the knot, which mm. knocks the air canisters loose, and then Hooper flips out on him. It's like these tanks could explode. Hint, hint, snap, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> it's funny that too that like uh, Quint gives uh, Hooper such a hard time, but then when somebody almost killed all of them, he's just like. He's like, hey, Chiefy, yeah, just ask, ask me, me what spoke to pool next time. I'll let you know. <laughs> Love it. Um, then we get a little bit of excitement, Quince. And this is the kind of deep sea fishing I'm looking to do here. We have to strap yourself in, like that, catching that kind of fish. Oh, but... yeah. I love it that he's just trying to catch it like a normal fish. Yeah, I just catch it. Um, like, oh, I got a nibble. Line snaps when they're trying to bring it in, though. He's He's got he, it. He bites through it. He bites through it. The piano wire. That's right. So, again, 
more of an argument whether or not it's, it's really what's going on. And then... Oh, yeah, because Hooper didn't... Hooper was trying to tell him it wasn't the shark. Yeah, he was like, no, it's uh, Stingray or t- yeah, Swordfish or, or something. Yeah, sort of, yeah, that's right. It's like, nope, that's not what it is. So I like that they leave this ambiguous. Like, you know, like, did he have the shark or yeah. was it something else? I think it's implied with this next scene that it was the shark. Yeah, I think it was too because it's like a, you don't know everything or, you know, like... Yeah. Because immediately after this, Brody's throwing more chum in and then that's where the shark pops mm-hmm. up for... Very clearly for the first time. Most, yeah, you get to see it out of the water. And then probably the most iconic line of... Yes. Not not just necessarily Jaws, but I think might be one of the most iconic lines of all time. Oh, yeah. It's a, for sure. It's I think the, you're going to need a bigger boat. You're going to need a bigger boat, which was an unscripted line by Roy Scheider. That's right. Was not in the script. That's just instincts. How about that? Yeah. Must have actually scared him. <laughs> it might have. I mean, I'd be a little bit... He's like, no, I meant for like filming the scene. We're going to need a bigger yeah. boat. <laughs> Guys, keep it. Get a bigger one. Um, so then Hooper tries to get uh, Brody out on the edge. <laughs> I Get over there so we can have some perspective. If I'm Brody, I'm like, you go straight to hell, yeah, he's sir. like, why? Why do you need me out <laughs> yeah. there? Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't go out there. Um, and then Quint, get, they get a call on the radio. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Brody's calling. He's like... Oh, yep, just going out fishing and catching tomorrow, and I'll be back soon. Over and out. <laughs> yeah, no, no sharks here. <laughs> I love that. That's great. That is pretty awesome. Um, so then Quint gets his harpoon gun, and they manage to shoot the shark and get the barrel tied off to it. I love it. Because, I again, I'm not familiar with this, but I kind of understand the reasoning. Like, it's a lot of force to have to pull that down, so even if it does, it's not yeah. going to stay down long Isn't enough. Isn't that how they like, kill, used to kill whales and stuff? Like I think so. I feel like it was like a whaling technique. Yeah, you know, it has to be. tire them out and they'd float to the surface. But uh, there's also like a super weird transition here because Brody's upset. Like they're, It pulls the barrel under and then they're talking and Brody's like in mid-sentence and then it like cuts to the next scene. I don't know. Have you noticed that? He's like, are oh, you going to do that? And then it like literally cuts off mid-sentence. Oh gosh, I don't know what you're talking. I'm not sure what scene you're talking about. It's it's right after he shoots it, shoots the barrel or shoots him with a harpoon in the barrel, and the that first barrel goes under, and he's like, "What are you gonna do?" You like blah blah blah, and they're literally like he's in mid sentence and hmm. it cuts off. Interesting. I don't I, know why. I don't. How did you watch this film? Uh, Prime. On Prime. Interesting. Yeah. I don't remember that happening. I'll have to. Did you hit the fast forward button? I did not. <laughs> I I promise you, there was no fast forward. I was on the edge of my seat. I don't know. Um, and then we get the fun little bonding session here. Oh, Drinking, yeah. telling war stories, showing, showing scars, scars. Until it gets a little bit more intense with Quint telling the story about the USS Indianapolis. Great scene all around. He improvised. Yeah, he starts Yeah, he starts going off script. Quite right a bit here, didn't he? I think they all, like the whole scene. Like is, the whole thing was just kind of BSing. Yeah. And then weren't they like supposedly actually drinking too? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think... I think Robert Shaw was drinking like the whole the whole. Yeah, movie. that probably I wouldn't. I, I'd, I'd buy. Yeah, I think I think this is like legit. What you see is what you get. That story though, like great story, man. Man, if he's if he's riffing, how that's the USS Indianapolis, like a sustained shark attack from the survivors and dude. Whew, could you imagine that? I remember being in such like such a shark fanatic when I was younger. Uh, and obviously from this story, he tells you about the USS Indianapolis. But there was like a made-for-TV movie that was about the sinking of the, sh- the the Indianapolis and like the shark. Like I watched it. It was like this crappy TV movie. But I, like, I was all in just because of like the sharks. Oh, yeah. And it being referenced in Jaws. That's just that. 
just, had to watch. The the nastiness of war, and then on top of that, like, oh, by the way, you also have to survive shark attacks. Yeah, and like 1,100 men went in the water, and only 300 came out. That's brutal. That's the, wild, man. So, anyway, we get that story, but then immediately after some more fun and bonding, um, the shark's coming back. Dude just starts... I don't Ramming I, the boat. It couldn't have rammed the boat that fast. It's like he was pounding, like he was knocking. It's, like, it's impossible. It is, but it isn't. It would have been one hard impact at a time. It wouldn't have been a boom, 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 boom. He had a hammer. It's impossible. You can't yeah, see seriously. It. The, the opposing dorsal fin, he had a hammer. Hey, you know what? Maybe it was a hammerhead. It was. <laughs> he had he had a hammerhead partner up with like... I like you. These, these jack wagons shot me with a barrel, with a harpoon <laughs> and a barrel. You come over here and start banging on the... It's funny, too, that like the ship starts like falling apart and Quint like doesn't seem to care. I mean, he's like pumped though, you know, he's like pumped it yeah. out, but he's like, it doesn't seem like he's moving anywhere in a hurry. He's starting to crack too, because then when, oh, yeah. when Brody goes to call the Coast Guard, he destroys the, the radio. Takes the baseball bat. It's funny he has a baseball bat on the... Oh, yeah. Well, you never know. I mean... He seems like a baseball fan. He could be. You think he's a Pittsburgh Pirates fan? <laughs> Interesting. Why? Why do you ask? Because he's out on the boat. He's out in the water. Oh, pirate. he's a pirate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> I thought maybe he was a Mariners fan. Could be. That's true. A fishing... Hmm. Marlins. Ooh, Marlins. Yeah, a little further time. The Rays. Devil Rays. I mean, let's call them who they really are. The Devil, the Devil Rays. They'll always be the Devil Rays to me. I think he is a big Seattle Pilots fan. That's probably it. Before they were the... Actually, did the Pilots become the Brewers or the, did they become the Mariners? Uh, I don't remember. Because the Brewers have... Milwaukee Braves became the Brewers, right? Yeah. Or no, the Milwaukee Braves moved to Atlanta. Atlanta. And then maybe Seattle Pilots moved to Milwaukee to become the Brewers. It's something that's, weird like yeah, that. Yeah, that's weird. I'm pretty sure the Seattle Pilots turned into the Brewers somehow. I could be totally off. The but. Jazz moved to Salt Lake City where they don't allow music. That's right. <laughs> Basketball. Um, anywho, let's see here. Oh, yeah, so they hit it with another couple of barrels. So they've got... All kinds of barrels yeah, on the Yeah, all thing, these like barrels on the shark, but this friggin' shark is so strong... That it's still able to pull it under. Isn't it like the the effects of this film are amazing? Like, yeah. So obviously you're portraying the shark pulling these three barrels in the water. Mm-hmm. You have to actually do that and make it look believable that the shark's pulling them. Like, yeah, that's awesome that they it's, were. It's incredible. Pulled off all these. This was like well before the CGI effect too, so it's all practical. Just awesome. And they're tr- they're trying to tie it up and they're gonna haul it back in, but then it starts breaking, basically breaking the pieces on the boats that they're tied it to. Yeah, and, very hard on the engine. And it's yeah, destroying the engine basically. And they they end up it ends up they're going to cut it loose, but it ends up breaking loose anyway. Mm-hmm. And then the the boat itself is obviously seen better days, but Quince also clearly pushing it <laughs> for some reason. Well, it's weird that he like. I feel like Brody makes the point, like, why aren't we taking it to, like, shore? Yeah, let's head back towards shore. And, like, he waits till now to use the strategy when his, like, ship's about dead and he's but just killing he, it. But he also is, like, flooring it knowing that the engine's yeah, he's, about ready to go. Oh, yeah, he's doing it on purpose. And he's, like, singing and making these weird faces. And, yeah, I don't... Yeah, he's definitely losing he's, he's got a death wish, really. Maybe he's still drunk. He probably, I mean... Which would explain his balance issues later on in the film. That's a good point. <laughs> Um, so then, they, yeah, like I said, so Quint's pushing it, the engine explodes, and then they decide the best course of action is Hooper's going to try and get into the shark cage. Yes. The shark, 
repellent shark cage, That's basically. Right. To to stab the shark with this injection. Poison. Lethal, yeah, lethal injection. And, you know, again, what could go wrong there? Because he's going to go down to where the shark has a lot better mobility and he's in a cage where, mm-hmm. I mean, just logistically. A steel cage. How's he going to thrust with that yeah. short? I mean. They didn't think it out. The it's harpoon a, is longer long, than, yeah. yeah. It's a long stick. It's just. It's the tough. It's, tough. it's not going to work. You know what I hate about this part of the movie? What's that? Is they show the real shark footage. And the real shark is so inconsistent with what we've already seen the shark to look like. Yeah. I just, that part just always bugs me. It is a little difficult. It's like clearly a smaller great, great Yeah. Way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, it swims by once and then he loses it and then it comes back again. Like jump scare, surprise attack, knocks the harpoon out. Destroys the cage. Freaking butterfingers. Yeah, we, we're thinking, okay, Hooper's not long for this world, but the top of the cage breaks open, and then he's able to hide in some rocks. He hides behind a rock. Smart. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get out of this alive, that's really your only chance at this point. Yeah. Good for good for Hooper. And so they're trying to get the cage up, trying to get, and, and the shark's stuck in the cage, so then it breaks, and there's a whole lot of rigmarole basically and they're trying to get everything set and then finally the shark just is like all right well here we go i'm taking the ship down yeah he just like beaches himself belly flop yeah on the ship and makes it like decline yeah and then like but so soup not like suddenly like it makes no sense that quint slips and falls it is kind of weird because he's like he screams like he's hurt and then all of a sudden he's just like he like you said it's like and he's sliding into the shark's mouth. Super slow. Like, yeah. And at first, like, I guess I get from the cabin, it is kind of steep. But when they're on, the, like, the ship, like, it's not that steep. No, but somehow, Quince just keeps sliding further yep. and further. But, man, this is, like, blood-curdling scream. is just amazing. The blood coming out of the mouth. Oh, gosh. Great touch. PG movie. Still pretty gruesome. Dude, that, that shark just with Quince sticking out of his mouth is awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's good. That's cinema. Right there. Slowly... Takes him away and then yeah, and just falls off the just falls right off the edge of the boats and he's gone. Love it. And then Brody goes into the the cabin and then the shark pops in there, but he throws an air tank into mm-hmm. the shark's mouth. How about that? Smart thinking. The same air tank that they were yelling at him. That's very could explode. Yeah, could, could explode. So he gets up, gets perched up on the lookout, and gets. Thankfully, he has the gun and hopefully he can shoot that tank. This quote. Is so awesome. Yes, it is. And I feel like a lot of people misquote this because they finished the quote. But it's a great quote because you don't actually say the bad word. That's right. Smile, you son of a. Yep. And then the explosion is yeah right. I love the, I love the timing of it, and you can get away with saying it. But a lot of people actually finish it. You're like, nope, incorrect. So I have a a fun ish kind of story for you about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it has nothing to do with this movie. Well, it does a little bit. So. I mentioned in our TV episodes or our TV shows that Stand Against Evil, mm. one of my one of my top shows. There's an episode in the first season. There's like this goat thing that's possessing people, whatever. Is it and Jim, it's Jim Brewer. It's not. It is not Goat Boy. <laughs> um, kind of does look like him though. Like oh. the, the so Stan's plan to get rid of it is he duct tapes like four or five aerosol cans together, okay. and he's going to shoot it. <laughs> and he tells his daughter, he's like. Yeah, it's. I got a tape to his head. I'm gonna shoot it, and it's gonna blow up like Jaws. She's like, like, wait, like Jaws? Like, yeah, like Jaws or Star Wars or the, really any freaking movie. So he goes and he, so he shoots at it and misses, and he says, "Smile, you son of a bee." Mm. 
his daughter shoots at it and misses a smile you son of a bee and then the third deputy comes and he goes she goes smile you son. he goes oh i already said that <laughs> so it's it's a it's like a running gag like it's trying yeah. to be like if Jaws, got, but... yeah if you got to blow up by shooting another item flammable item explosive item <laughs> you have to say it and he go and, and he goes he tells her because uh, oddly enough the the lady's name that takes over for him her name is evie he goes mm. evie have you seen Jaws? And then she sees the thing on her face. She goes, smile. You goes like, oh, I already said that. <laughs> so That's awesome. Just a fun little aside that. Well done. Tying it back into that. But the shark explodes. Yeah, we had a lot of shark guts. Quite the explosion. Love it. And I love that the seagulls immediately flock after oh, it, yeah. too. <laughs> mine, mine. <laughs> and, and great then Ho- news. And then Hooper pops up. Hooper pops back up. Yeah. Quint make it? Nope. That's all right. Grab yeah. a barrel and head back to shore. Yeah, I don't feel like Hooper was too torn up. About Probably it. not. He's like good. Yeah, hated that guy. And uh, and the orca was laid to rest at the bottom of the ocean. That's right. That's it. What a ship! How about that? That's Jaws, man. Nineteen seventy-five. There you go. What are your impressions of the film? Did it hold up under your critical eye? I love this movie so much. It's just, uh, just watching it again. Just. I didn't watch it. This year. I usually watch it around Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. It's a total Fourth of July movie for me. It's like once a year I'll see it for sure. But I skipped it this year because I was going to Hawaii and I was like, I want it to be fresh when we cover it. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to be swimming in the ocean, so I'm gonna like skip it until I get home. But having watched it now, I just gosh, I love this movie even more. Some for somehow, the more you watch this, it just the better it gets. It's like a fine old aged wine. That's right. How about uh, you? I was coming into this thinking it was probably going to be middle of the pack for me, okay. which is not terribly far off. I enjoyed it a lot more than I remembered. Okay. It is a very good movie. It was easy to get through. Like I said, like two hours. It did not feel like two hours, especially, like you said, once they get out on the oh boat. Oh, my gosh. Just breeze. I The only, I don't even say criticism, but my only point of, like, I think it would have been even better is if we could have got to them on the boat sooner. Mm-hmm. There is, and, and, and again, not, and that's not saying, like, the first hour, like, the shark attacks and lead up to it. None of that is slow. Like, it, it all happens pretty quick, but I just, yeah, this, this was a lot, I don't want to say better than I thought it was going to be, but I enjoyed this a lot more than I remembered. Um I didn't really have a lot of holes that I could poke in this movie, like legitimate holes. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I, I I very much enjoyed it, so I'm glad we watched it for this. Me too, man. I hope your family doesn't hate me because it's not going to be at the top of my list. No promises. But it is going to be a lot higher than Field of Dreams. I, I'll leave it there. That's fine. That's a good question. I wonder if my dad likes Field of Dreams or Jaws better. I would say Field of Dreams is his favorite movie, so probably Jaws is just, just below. Okay. Uh, one other thing I noticed for the first time ever watching this film, there was a shooting star in one scene. Yeah. Did you notice that? It, ha- it goes by twice. Oh, I saw it. I only saw it once. It happened right before, and then there's like a longer one. So then I like looked it up, and someone was like, oh yeah, this was like a natural shooting star that occurred while filming. I was like, no way. It did not look natural at all. And then I saw something else where it was like, this is a Spielberg trademark. There's one in like every movie. I was like, oh, okay, but that's weird that... I did not think about that. So I was like, gosh, was this added like... You know, like one of those like Indiana Jones walkie-talkie things, or you know, like uh, ET walkie-talkie things. Like, yeah, did he add it in like in you know like the nineties or whatever, two thousands, whatever that was? I don't, I don't know, but I did. I noticed. I've never it noticed too. that before. It was not natural. No, it was weird. Via, all right, you want to do MVPs? Sure. Who's your MVP? You can choose anyone you want. Um, except I, the shark. I. 
I'm going to feel bad, but I'm going to do this to you. Do it. I got to take Quint. It's a great pick. I mean, to me, he was my favorite part of this. He has some of the best lines in the movie. He is the best part of the movie. I just, yeah. Easily. He's he's fantastic. No, no. Brainer. I figured you were gonna take him, but I'm sorry. I gotta I gotta give him the nod. He just he's too good. I would have picked him, but I'm glad you did, because I do want to give Chief or uh, yeah Chief uh, Martin Brody some love. Mm-hmm. I love Roy Scheider. He also too was a like good at, like actual dramatic actor. Yeah, you know he did some other like <clears throat> action thriller type like French Connection and another The Punisher. The, that's right. Later in life, to <laughs> The Punisher, one of my favorite TV shows. Uh, what was it? Sequest? Yeah, Sequest. Oh gosh, yeah. I loved that show, man. I forgot about Sequest. Wow. It was like Star Trek, but underwater. Yeah. Great show. Had a good, had a nice couple seasons, and then it went off the went off the rails. But yeah. That first season, man, was so amazing. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Roy Scheider He's as definitely Chief deserving. Brody. I uh, in fact, when we were pregnant with our first ch- child, I had told Mrs. Hightower, I was like, hey, if, uh, you know. Sometimes twins run in, run in the Hightower family. Mm-hmm. So I was already locked in on Brooks. Right. And then I was like, Brooks and Brody would be Ooh, great twin names. Great combo. Brooks and Brody. So she like knew the connection to Brooks. But she's like, what's, what's like Brody from? And I was like, oh, gosh, why did you ask me? <laughs> I was like, oh, I just really it's like just it. It's just a name I like. Her she's like, was. oh, is it from something? I was like, it's the it's the Chief and Joss. Right. She's like, what? I was like, it's... The, it's a character from Jaws? Okay, Vito. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, man. I totally had, I had the misses. We were on board if we had a boy this time. Because at one point, one of the sonograms, I'm not kidding you. Oh, that, you we, the... we saved it. So I was like, all right, well, it's got to be Burton then. The kid's name's got to be Burton. That'd be, that'd be great. Call but him Bert. Didn't work out. Gracie was also on the short list. Bert Cash. Man, I had Gracie on the list too. But. And now my youngest has a friend. Like I was like, oh, it's, at, least, at least you got a buddy named yeah. like that. Yeah, Gracie was on my list too. What scene would you show from this film? Hmm, it's got to be something on the Orca where they're all together. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's got to be going to need a bigger boat. Just You get the sheer size of the shark. and the Yeah. That's just a great moment. Um, I'm going to go dark on this one. Oh. I got to go the scene where Alex gets eaten. Oh gosh, that nuts, man. It, I don't like it. It didn't set well with me, but it it gets the point across very clearly. I agree, and they did have they didn't have to rely on like cheap like, you know, like showing gory stuff. No. But dude, the message, you're right. It was like clearly sent like you get the raft torn and like the big bite out of the raft, like the comical amount of blood. Oh my, yeah, red. You see him like get tipped over, but yep. not the shark, like Yeah, it's Dude. Yeah, message received. It paints a picture. And then, obviously, by extension, the poor puppy dog. Because that's a black lab. Pippin! Pippin! That's a black lab. I don't like seeing that. They should have had Pippin, like, run on the beach at the end. Like I feel like sometimes they do that with, like, animals. And oh, he's things. safe! Yeah. But not always. Shark deserved to die. So many times over. That because shark. It really had it coming. Kill as many kids as you want, shark, but don't be killing any dogs. Have you, have you seen Jaws 2? I have not. I think you might like Jaws 2 even better, because it, it pretty much gets right into the action. And it's like all out on the water. I've heard a lot of people say like Jaws Two has a very bad rap for no reason. I don't know. It's like I I feel like it. Uh, it's definitely underrated. I don't feel like it's hated, but I don't feel like it's loved either. I like three and four. I think are pretty universally hated. Yeah, three is like kind of like funny, so it's like kind of okay because it's pretty comical at times. Four is just horrible. Yeah. But two, I think, is very is like it's obviously not as good as the first one, but it's like 
in the same vein and it's super intense and like I I mean it's still a really good intense movie. I just the only thing I've heard about too is like people just comparing it to one they're like I don't like yeah. it it's no good or You just don't yeah, you don't have the it's a bunch of kids that are like racing their boats that get stuck and so it's just you know the shark terrorizing these kids. Yeah. So you don't have the Quint Hooper like sheriff or chief uh, interactions yeah. so it's never going to be as good as the first one but no. it's actually it's pretty good too. Okay. I'll have to give it a shot. You should. It's a good one. All right. Um, I thought I was going to ask you something. Now I've totally forgotten what it was. Must not have been important. MVPs, scenes, yeah, we we, oh, rating. Hey. Richter scale rankings. Yes. Yes, I have that right here. Uh, I'm locked in as well. Make sure we're still recording. We are. Okay. I'll go first. Let's hear it. Okay. Are you ready for this? 6.9 on the Richter scale is a perfect score. Mm-hmm. Zero would be the worst. I'm giving Jaws a 6.9 on the Richter scale. Yes. Perfect rating. And I'm going to put it as my number one movie. I'm going to just slightly above the thing. I'm going to give it the nod. Jaws, number one right now. I had a feeling that might be the case. As of August 2023, I'm going Jaws, my favorite movie That is the time. top 6.9 for Hightower. Yes, sir. Good for you. Is that three now? Lock it in. Or four. I, I have like six. One, two, three, four, five, you, six. You I, have... I have six 6.9s. I have Jaws, The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, Major League, Beverly Hills Cop 1, and Wayne's World. Okay. All right. I what forgot, do you, you got to say? I about Wayne's World. Um, okay. So for me, mm-hmm. it's going to go just above another Steven Spielberg film. E.T.? No. Uh, just above Ready Player One. Did we, have we watched E.T.? I just make we up? have not watched E.T. I was going to say, okay. All right, so 40? 41. Oh, 41, okay. 4.8. 4.8. Just below Teen Wolf, above Ready Player One. So top half. It is the top half. Take it. I just, I have a longer history with most of the movies ahead of it, so I think that's most of the reason why, but 4.8 doesn't accurately reflect how well I, f- I enjoyed this movie I don't think I mean you got it so it's like just under Teen Wolf just above Player Ready Player One mm-hmm. Demon Knight if you do a kill League of Their Own I gotta break up my 4.8 still yeah 4.8 4.7s are pretty you have it above Wild Wild West which I think is the ultimate compliment I, it's definitely it's a, it's a way better movie than <laughs> Wild Wild West Wild Wild West is stupid fun but there's so many holes whenever I watched it and like writing things down I was like no this is terrible but Everything above it, like I said, I just I have more of a. You do have Ernest Scared Stupid at four point nine. I I can't argue with that though. That, I, I love it. I grew up with that man. If I were to watch rewatch it again, I would give it a way higher score. It's okay. It's not a great movie. There's a lot of down, a lot of I bad stuff. A, I gave it a three point three. Yeah, that's all right. But it, like now that I'm looking at some of the movies I have ahead of it, I think I I might bump it up even more. I've already bumped it up. But. Hey, that's a good idea for a bonus episode sometime. It's a great idea. Oh yeah. So Jaws, that was fun, man. That was good. Thanks, uh, yeah. Thanks for the suggestion, indulging. Glad we made it to episode ninety. We did. Ten more. We'll be at a hundred. That's right, man. It's coming up quick. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yes, sir. Like we said before, hit us up on the socials. Um, let us know if you got any lists or rankings or anything you want us to kind of cover on a bonus episode. We're happy mm-hmm. to do it. Um, we still got our shop up there. I ordered some stuff recently. Oh, got to re- yes. had to replenish okay. my stock. Very good. Um, but yeah, man, I think that's it for me. Anything for you? Even I have nothing. All right. Well, thanks for indulging me and covering Jaws this week. God bless. God bless America. And 
Stay out of the water. See you. Son of a bitch!